What's going on, soccer fans? And welcome to the number one soccer-specific podcast in Northern California, the Sacktown FC podcast, sponsored by Roughneck Scarves. Check them out at roughneckscarves.com and raise your game today. My name is Luis, and I am joined, as usual, by my co-host and co-founder of the Sacktown FC podcast, John. How's it going, John? Man, it's going good. Uh, day three in the books of school. I feel like I've been hit by a train. This is just a lot, man. It's uh, this Zoom learning is is different. Is the best way to put it, man. It's uh, nothing like I've ever experienced before in teaching, and it, I don't see it getting any better or worse going forward. So we'll see. Yeah, ho- hopefully, hopefully things can get better for you. It's not that it's bad. It's just, oh man, very different. Very different than standing in front of a class and working with kids one, uh, as a as a whole instead of talking at them um, like I am now. So all is good. We'll, we'll continue to move forward. But uh, hey, this podcast is powered by Reboot. Reboot is a nonprofit organization whose sole purpose is to help more kids play soccer while creating opportunities to practice generosity, empathy, and leadership. Check them out at reboot.soccer where you can find out more ways to be a part of the program and help reboot your community today. Find them at you can reboot on Twitter and Instagram as well as online at reboot.soccer. Hey, Luis, did you happen to see the Our Cup of Tea um, announcement today for a jersey giveaway? Yeah, it's uh, really great. I think it's probably our best uh, giveaway. So our cup of tea is going to be giving away a personalized home blue kit uh, to a lucky follower of their Twitter and of the Twitter of the California Storm, one of our partners. So make sure you check that out online on Twitter at, at our underscore cup underscore of underscore T or even at Cal Storm uh, Soccer. You can check that out and be a part of it. We will be uh, doing a live announcement Monday as well as a special announcement for potentially a goalkeeper kit uh, signed by Caitlin and Abby. We'll find out more about that uh, if you watch the show. Ooh, I know someone that will definitely want to enter uh, as soon as that announcement happens too. But, but yeah, please check that out. You know, it's always uh, amazing when we're able to do a giveaway and, you know, we want to give you a great jersey that I actually already placed my order, customized uh, for that blue uh, storm home jersey. And I can't wait to be able to wear it and uh, be able to show it to everyone on the live as well. So please check that out. So, John, uh, today, you know, we're going to take a look back at the 1-0 win over Reno once again. Same score. Uh Game that happened. Uh, same kind of result too, right? Same kind of result. PK. Same kind. Yeah, yeah. Except the now we got the the PK uh, before the second half, and and so different twist there. But it was also at the end of the first half. Uh, we're also going to take a look at our uh, second matchup against the Tacoma Defiance. Uh, we are going to be going back home uh, tomorrow or today, Saturday, if you are listening on Saturday. So, John, uh, can you give us a little recap of how this uh, second game against uh, Reno went? I don't know if you want my recap, but we'll give it anyway. So, <laughs> the game itself, it seemed like a really sloppy game. Um, I'm not going to lie. The midfield didn't seem uh, all that aware. Reno had 
far more chances in the first half. It seemed like uh, Herzog missed a uh, couple opportunities, missed a close up. Basically, you could essentially say it's a sitter, but Rafi made a great save. Uh, Diaz has been lights out the last few weeks. Uh, three shutouts, three consecutive games. You can't beat that. You know, in in comparison, shots on target were were pretty much identical for the two teams. Reno had five, we had four shots. Reno had fifteen, we had twelve. So, you know, we 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 did well. Um, the main thing that I would say is we couldn't hold possession. We weren't very good with our passing accuracy. We are seventy one percent accurate with our passes. And our touches just didn't seem very crisp. There was a lot of opportunities that we had that we were ball watching or our collection or our first touch was just really poor. It led to opportunities the other way or it just didn't settle us in the game. I don't know if it was the pitch. I don't know if it was um, just the team, but at times we looked really sporadic. We didn't look like we were sharp enough. Uh, And I know that's one thing coach has been talking about is, you know, really focusing and honing in on a skill, on a set, on a on an opportunity. And I think for the most part, they, they just didn't look like they had it all together this match. So I'm hoping that that will change uh, going against the Defiance. We still won 1-0. Don't get me wrong. That's nice. Um, Sargis, uh, it's a questionable yellow card there in the first half. With the player, looked like he was the last offender and, and took him out. So... In the end, I'll take a win. We won the duels. That's the most important part. Coach talks about physicality and playing a more physical game. In terms of duels, the percentage won. 53%. You can't beat that. That That's pretty good. But you got to clean up the pack, passing accuracy. Possession, at the end of the game, it's a matter of who has the most points on the board. So if you got one and they have zero, you win, regardless of the possession. But uh, there's a lot of opportunities that were uh, that were missed by Reno and and you know I, I just what would have been different had they made the made the most of those opportunities you know some of some of my points that, that I have here I mean without a doubt player of the match Rafa Diaz he demonstrated that he should be our number one I'm sorry Grimwiz but Rafa Diaz I think is is clearly showing that he does have more experience and it's it's great Again, we talked about it before the season started. Greenwich didn't really have that much playing time previously with other teams. And, you know, I think Rafa is really showing us that he deserves to be there. And and I think in this game, he proved without a doubt that he should be our number one throughout the whole season. When Greenwich comes back, you got to keep him in the bench. If Rafa starts to fall through, and I wouldn't say just in one game, but, you know, give him a... Get him more games if he starts one through on one game. And, you know, if he does that consecutively for like three matches, then maybe you bring Grimwis back. But for the meantime, you know, he, he deserves to be there. Also, I did want to say thank you, coach, because he listened to our last podcast, or someone may have told him. But one of my biggest complaints in the last episode was that he was not using as many subs as we wanted in fact the last game it was unacceptable in my opinion to just do two subs in this game i asked let's do more subs it's against reno you're gonna need those more subs and he ends up doing four subs which you know i I was you know quite happy especially being that halftime 
and actually I actually tweeted it out too. I don't know if he checked this Twitter at halftime or whatnot, but I asked that Sarges be subbed out at halftime. He had a yellow card already. He was going to run the risk of getting a double yellow, especially because Reno kept uh, uh, attacking throughout the game. And I asked, please sub him out. Uh, if you want, you, you know, of course, put in a Deco Keenan, only player that could fit that role in the bench. He does that. Unfortunately, Deco gets a yellow card within like the first 10 or so minutes. And then, you know, we got the same story again. But uh, I thought that that was a great move by coach. Great to see him do that because you don't want to pull the risk of getting yet another double yellow in the second match consecutively too. We already know what happened with Matt Mahoney and, you know, we were running that risk here as well. I don't know about you, John, but Herzog, I think that he has been really hyped up. He had a lot of opportunities. I think any other player could have probably scored those opportunities if they would have been uh, having a different game. And the whole story of this match would have been different. And I think we need to pay a lot of attention to that because, you know, we are talking about a player that missed at least four opportunities. And I know what one of those was actually a post in the first half. Could have been a goal. I think he had a clear shot at goal too. I mean, it was, it was a big, I think, a blooper for him to miss it. But we need to be careful because we played them two more times, John, and it's going to be really important to make sure that if they have to double on on Herzog, do that in the next match because we might not get as lucky and he might actually score, you know, one of his four or five opportunities that he gets, if not more than that. But other than that, you know, I, I felt like, I feel like we've overhyped him and, and I know we were talking about it during the game too. He's not that player. I think that we all thought he was, or at least in the past. And, uh, I think that's one of the, the key factors as to, you know, why Reno didn't do so good because any other player, like I was saying, maybe they wouldn't have missed the chances he missed. I thought pretty much all the chances he had were pretty clear and big mistakes, big mistakes on, on their part too. I don't know what were your thoughts on, on him and uh, on what the situation would have been had it been any other player. Well, I think for Herzog, the, the thing is he had chances. That's the that's the number one thing. He had chances to convert from sloppy play. Um, Hiller Arce made a made a terrible turnover, gave him an opportunity. Uh, he was sitting in front of goal, wasn't marked, gave him an awesome opportunity. Uh, flick right, again another opportunity. You keep giving somebody opportunities who's who's a proven goal scorer. You keep giving those opportunities to somebody they're bound to get hot at some point. They're bound to start finishing them and it's going to hurt. You know, easily could have been two nil going into that PK if maybe, and who knows, maybe that PK doesn't happen if we're down two nil, uh, even one nil. So the game can be different. The game could have been altered on a side note. We're not going to see Greenwood the rest of the year. Um, you know, before the match against Reno it was, it was told what I had said was going to happen. And that was the ACL. He does have an ACL injury surgery the timetable is not uh, known yet but we aren't going to see him back for the rest of the year there's no way um with a goalkeeper and an acl injury it's very different than a field player the return and recovery time is the same but uh, i'd be very uh 
reluctant to say we will see him anytime soon, if not next September, um, maybe even next August before he's uh, back on the pitch fully healthy, ready to go. So Grinwis is out indefinitely. Uh, that was an announcement made on the 12th. Uh, we kind of had an idea going forward that he had something going on based off of the play that he, uh, he the goal against uh, the Galaxy 2. So, you know, our fears came to fruition, and so Grinwis is going to be out the remainder of the year. So Diaz is the man. Um, whether or not they go out and pick somebody up, you know, there's guys like Joe Hart who are out there who are looking for a team. You can always find another uh, veteran goalkeeper out there as a backup or somebody who can come in and uh, go between the give, – give Diaz a, a fight or um, a challenge, keep him up on his toes, and hopefully – we can see those uh, clean sheets continue. Yeah. Or, I mean, heck, you even bring uh, Dom Jakovic back, and I'm sure he'll be down to go back and uh, be a goalkeeper again. Uh, That's not a bad call. That's not a bad call. Yeah. He's, he's local. He's staying in shape. I've seen him out at uh, Granite Park playing. So it's not like he's, he's sitting on the couch doing absolutely nothing. He's, he's work, working. He's committed to being healthy. He's still a big part of the team. In fact, uh, when we played a couple weeks ago, he was on a, uh, a water slide tower watching the game from, <laughs> from above at uh, the water park at uh, Cal Expo. So he still wants to be a part of that team. He still wants to be a part of the organization. I think if you need an emergency keeper or if you need somebody with experience who can, who can you know, push Rafi or even make him want to uh, you know, give him some competition, Dom would be a great call. I think Dom would be, would be even uh, – would be a great addition to that team brings a little uh, spunk, but also could give some leadership. I mean, he's not, he's on the older end of the spectrum, but he come in and, and fill some shoes and voids that we don't have right now in that locker room. And that's some veteran presence. Yeah, definitely. I, I, you know, never say never with the goalkeeper. We know there's a lot of veteran goalkeepers out there. I mean, I could think of uh, Oscar Perez or uh, legendary Cresul, Mexico national team goalkeeper. He retired at 46. Dom is currently 40. I mean, Conejo was still playing in Liga Mekis as a starter at Dom's age currently. So why not, right? And and definitely, you know, we, we've talked to Dom and we know how committed he is to the team and, you know, that he has that really great mentality, you know, when he's out in the pitch and he always wants to give it his all. So would be a good pick. And you, you get someone who... Already knows the USL. He's been around in the USL for a while too. And and so, yeah. But definitely I think that we are going to have to get another goalkeeper because true, we have our academy goalkeeper, Diego Ramos, but I think it would be way too much pressure in the event that Rafa Diaz gets injured. It would put too much pressure on him too. You don't want to just, you know, put your academy goalkeeper in the starting 11 role. Uh, indefinitely too and so uh, we definitely do need uh, another goalkeeper to to back up uh, Greenwich too and uh, hopefully sooner rather than later because again injuries happen and you know worst thing that can happen is Rafa Diaz gets injured and and Diego has to step up to that starting 11 role without actually having played a a game this season or just in general uh, without actually being on the pitch uh, for the Republic for the first team and that could be difficult. And then what do you do after that? You, do you go back to your academy for a fourth goalkeeper at that point? Like, I think they need to make sure that they 
do the right thing, get another goalkeeper. Let's get ourselves an experienced goalkeeper, though. Don't just go out and just get uh, any goalkeeper that you know hasn't been playing that much uh, previously as well. So hopefully that that happens. But a win's a win, and at the end of the day, like you think about Reno, and we're we talking about the goalkeeper. But you know, let's let's remember a win's a win. We keep winning, that adds to the swagger. We go from there. Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, we managed to get a win. We saw how that first half was. You know, we were talking about it during the first half, but we felt like we were going to lose. Like, that's how we felt. Like, we felt like it was going to be a big loss at that point. Thought it was going to be like a 3-0, a 4-0 loss. Fortunately, that wasn't the case. We got that penalty towards the end of the first half. Um, Shout out to Podcast Magic. He kicked it well. Uh, I think it's good that Cameron didn't kick it. You know, Cameron still, I think he still needs to wait a little bit longer before taking another shot. And I think it it was the right choice and for coach. I think in, in general, that penalty kick, getting it so late in the first half, it's definitely a big part as to why we won, as to why, you know, I, I think we noticed a different Republic in the second half. Uh, still not not the Sacramento we want to see. Uh, I still think, you know, that we still had plenty of mistakes going on in the second half. But I did see a slight improvement. And I think then they might have been that goal that helped them kind of change their mentality a little bit and realize, like, we're winning now. It can be different. Reno looked to be a bit desperate. You know, they knew they had to get that goal. They knew they had to change the game around. And so they came across a different Reno and, and being that they were in that zone where they had to, you know, go get that goal. I think that helped us create some opportunities that maybe we hadn't created in the first half. Biggest thing you get out of this match, of course, aside from the three points, is that it's going to be a huge confidence booster to this team because yet again, you know, they're able to keep a result something that we hadn't seen them do initially, you know, against uh, Tacoma, against Tulsa. And this game, they managed to still keep the, the victory. And I think it's it's going to help the players change their mentality, really believe in themselves that if they're winning, they can keep that score. They are not going to be tied at the end. And they're able to take three points home. And and especially being that it was an away match and, you know, against uh, your biggest rival and, 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 you know, we said it in the previous podcast, but this game was a critical game. You had to get the three points. You had to close down that distance that you had with Reno. But, you know, John, there was one moment in the game, McCrary against Francois. He does a legal shoulder block, and he takes the ball away from Francois. And I don't know if you recall that moment, but I was pretty impressed by Jordan especially because we know Francois can be hard to defend against and he managed to, you know, do that. And I thought that was a, that was a moment for the highlight reel for Jordan. I would keep that and put that in this highlight reel. Um, It was a a great moment there, I think in the game and really showed that we're able to stop Francois. Yes, he's a good player and all, but I think our our team was able to, to definitely, I think uh, stop him more than, they were able to in that first game against Reno. 
he definitely had moments of brilliance. Uh, but McCray is starting to, starting to understand that position. And he's able to use his body. He's able to use the center defenders to kind of support him, the midfielders to support what he's trying to do. He's trying to keep guys out wide. He's trying to make them go to the flag. And he did that, you know, often with Francois. Wouldn't allow Francois to come in or, or dive into side, inside. But if Francois did get to the inside, there was always somebody there to help. And so Jordan's starting to find, and, and really early in this season, starting to understand the importance of having help and trying to force guys to that area where there's help or out wide, depending on the scenario. So Jordan has been doing a really good job of that this year. And it started off with the game against Tacoma where he's getting forward, but he's also able to uh, know his role in that back uh, position. And Francois is very difficult. He's very, he's a very hardy, meaty individual in terms of his size and his pace. So for, you know, McCrary to, to keep him off the score sheet, to keep him at bay two games uh, against Reno is, is huge. It's a confidence booster, but it's also something that Jordan's been doing regularly for the last you know, year or so where he's able to, to play that position well and, and done very well for himself. Yeah, and, and I think another thing to, to add, uh, in this game we definitely had a much stronger bench Maybe that might be the reason why coach did the four subs, whatnot. But I, I was particularly uh, happy to see Roro back. You know, he had, uh, I know he had one good opportunity where could have been a goal, but Reno goalkeeper had a pretty good stop. Um, so it's it's great to see, you know, players like Roro back and uh, even seeing Deco back. Yeah, true, he got that yellow card early on. But, you know, I, I think he he really helped out in the defense and, you know, really with the experience that he has too, I think, which is really something needed when you're playing against uh, any team really. And especially when you're up uh, in the scoreline too. So good, good subs by the coach. I think I have no complaints this time around on the subs. Uh, true. He could have done one more sub. Uh, I'm not going to complain about that. He still did more than, than what I expected. Uh, I was hoping to get at least three subs, but he gave me uh, four subs. Uh, and then my last point really to make here is let's not get too confident. I think in this win, true, we got the three points. That's what we wanted. But let's make sure that we correct all the mistakes that were done. Let's make sure that hopefully the team went back through. They saw their mistakes. They saw what they did well, what they didn't do well. And you make sure they learn from that because, again, you know, we could have lost had it been for Herzog being more on target with the shots. And this game could have been way much different. They need to make sure that they understand that. We got the three points. Did we deserve it? Probably not. And so they need to make sure that we are not too overly confident, you know, and that we make sure that we, we take these key takeaways and, you know, make sure that we correct things around. And next time we play against Reno, then, you know, my, let, let's be the more dominant team this time because we want to make sure we have that team still. Let's be honest, when playoffs come around, we need to have a strong team. We're going to face stronger teams that are going to be playing different and the mistakes made today by our rival are not going to be made by them. So it's really important to make sure that we can be confident after a win. Yeah, there's a difference between overconfidence and just having some confidence 
I think this definitely gives the boys a, an a eye at being more confident in their ability. They still can't finish worth a darn. I mean, they're, they're still they're still not able to convert what they need to do. They, it's like they have uh, like they're allergic to to shooting in the eighteen. They're still ball watching. There was an instance in uh, the second half, Belmar coming down wide, you know, dancing over the ball. No, first half, sorry, where he's dancing on the, in the inside the 18, everybody's just ball watching. Nobody's moving, trying to give him an opportunity to play the ball to him. They're just watching Carlton do his thing, and Carlton ends up um, trying to make a pass, and it just goes wayward. So um, we need to make those opportunities count when you're in there. So, you know, I'll take 1-0 uh, against a rival. I won't take 1-0 against Portland again. That's got to change, and that game's coming up again next Saturday. Moving ahead to the game against Tacoma, I think the main thing is is you can't have a repeat effort. You can't go up three and, and allow goals late. That's just not acceptable. I liked their response to the last game. I liked the fact that, yeah, okay, they gave up a goal early, but they answered with three back. But that three should have been six. That three should have been eight. They had so many opportunities to, to close that game out early. And it came down to, all right, you're going to put a, every once in a while, a blind squirrel will find a nut. The midfielder put a wonderful touch into the top right corner or top left corner out of the reach of Greenwest. But then the, the third goal, which I'm still upset about, started off with a throw in and the passing and, and the play of the ball. It wasn't the right playment, the playing through. You had players pushed up high that you could have played through at, at an earlier point that were ahead of Skundrich, but then you're continuously playing back. You're playing, you're playing sideways, you're square, right? So you're playing back, you're playing square, you're playing square again, but you can't play it forward to a player who's got three defenders around him. Now, you're a professional soccer player, Drew. you got to do a better job with that first touch. You have to know you have three guys around you. You have to have your head on a swivel, and if you know you're in danger, you clear the ball. It's that simple. You can't just go to the ball, have a terrible touch, and then it leads to a counterattack that leads to a goal. Different goalkeeper now, um, Diaz being in, I think it's a different opportunity. I think there's a, there's a chance for, for him to uh, change that scenario, but I also hope we're not in that position to where we're making those mistakes. I hope we're not in that position to where we're, we're up three goals and we can't close out like we should. Two goal leads are the hardest goal leads in soccer to keep. I've, I've said that on the show before, and I, and I still hold that true. And we were up two goals, and that's the hardest to keep. But you got to do a better job of it. you got to know your passing. you got to know your angles. you got to know who's around you. you got to have your head on a swivel. Essentially coming down to, to the idea of you have to know what to do with the ball before you get the ball. So yes, you have to check back. You have to know what you're going to do with immediately, whether that's get it, get it out, clear it, push it to the side, whatever, or you know, don't call for the ball, or you're chewing out your defender for putting you in that position because it was a hospital pass and it's in the middle of the park. Can't do that again. So you know, Tacoma coming into town, the boys right now we are sitting at um, at five on five thirty eight dot com. We are at 38% chance to win the Group A. 
we're at a 48% chance to take second. And we're at an 86% chance to make the playoffs. So our percentages are going up. And that's based off the Reno result. Reno's starting to slide down a little bit um, based off of the way they've been playing or the way they played against us. So hopefully we can – we're first place in the, in the group. That's great. But we also have a game ahead of Reno. But we also have a couple games – or we have one game and they have a couple other games that they've had to reschedule due to COVID. So you have to win out. You have to win out the rest of the way or at least pull a draw out against Reno once but beat them beat one of the two times and don't lose, you can't lose the rest of the way. That, may, that means you can't lose against Orange County with the game you have to reschedule from a few weeks ago. And Orange County is looking really good right now. But um, looking ahead to Tacoma, I think the boys need to play the same way that they did the second half against Reno this time and the full game against Reno the last time in order to get the result they want. Yeah, uh, I mean, we have nine games remaining in the season. Out of those nine, six are at home. No excuses. You know, you got more games at home. You should pull the three points in those six games. If you pull the three points in those six games, then you're solid. You you can qualify to the playoffs and, you know, maybe even get that first place spot if you do get those uh, uh, that win there in particular. I mean, there should be no excuse on the team. You're playing at home. You're playing against the team that, you already played against at home. I would also add, you're also, in a sense, getting some uh, advantage things to the weather. It is going to be extremely hot in Sacramento. Last time I checked, uh, there was a forecast at 107 degrees Fahrenheit on Saturday. Tacoma is coming from a much different environment. We know over in the Seattle area, it's much different. You are not dealing with this intense heat. So they need to, you know, maybe see if, you know, that might help them as well because, again, the players are not used to that climate. So uh, they can use that. Other than that, they do have to watch out because this team is going to probably have a couple of different faces. The Seattle Sounders, again, they've been back at home for a while. Uh, it's It's been a while. And, and so some players, of course, go from one team to the other. There's players that have been signed with the first team already as well. So uh, definitely something to watch out for because you might you might be seeing a, a different uh, lineup, uh, especially, I mean, I know there's some dangerous players, like the, there's a, a more veteran player in uh, Will Bruin. He swaps out from Seattle to Tacoma every now and then. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if, you know, he were to get swapped out for this game or, you know, we see other players that, have been making uh, appearances with the Sounders. Uh, the Tacoma Defiance is right there, is at that point where anytime they play against uh, Sacramento, they are going to have playoff critical matches where if they do not beat us, then essentially they are not going to qualify to the playoffs because we are currently their uh, next biggest rival in the group for that second spot. And so uh, we might see a different team and they might, you know, borrow some players from Seattle and in hopes of being able to get this team to qualify for the playoffs. But I wouldn't be surprised if we do see that. On the other hand, you know, you are going to see some players that did make an appearance in that game. 
I'm sure coach already has them analyzed. He already knows what players to watch out for. And we need to make sure that we do not get too confident with this team because like you were saying, John, they easily scored us. They easily tied us at the end of the game. And you got to make sure you don't have that. And let's remember they scored literally in the first minute of the match when we played against them. And so they need to watch out for that because this team, any opportunity they have, they are not going to make the same mistakes Herzog made. They're actually going to uh, capitalize on those. Uh, yeah, on the flip side, we do have a different goalkeeper. Uh, things might look different uh, on that end. And also, again, we've already played against this team. There should be no surprises unless you might see a couple of players here and there from uh, Seattle that might make an appearance. But other than that, you should already know most of this team and and there should be uh, no excuses as to why you can't pull a win out of this match. Uh, a win that could, you know, prove to be really critical because, again, Tacoma is following close behind. Right now, they have a game in hand. They have seven points. We have 12 points. Tied with Reno, second place actually in goal differential. But if you pull out a win here, you can in- keep increasing that advantage that you have over Tacoma and it's going to be critical I mean if you pull out a win here if you're able to beat them at least two out of the three games that you play against them or that we have remaining against them you might actually at least guarantee that second spot in the playoffs so it's that easy and they need to take this game really into consideration on that note because this is the team that you want to make sure you eliminate from the playoffs so that way you can just focus on that battle with Reno for that first spot. Yeah, the, the temperature when they come on the pitch tomorrow for their warm-up is going to be about 104, game time temperature 101. Tacoma's not going to be ready for that. It's a different kind of heat, especially coming from uh, the Pacific Northwest where you get mild weather right now, maybe 80s, maybe low 90s. But this heat today, if it's anything like that heat today, I mean – it's it was it was suffocating. You go outside, you can walk a little bit and maybe try to run, but you're not going very far. You you might get, you know, ten paces out of your house before you're just like, whoa, and it hits you. So they, they need to come prepared. Um, you know, drink your water, have have uh have a lot of electrolytes before you uh play. So hopefully tonight they're they're filling up on electrolytes so their body doesn't cramp because it's going to be a big part tomorrow. A lot of cramping, a lot of hydration issues. Um, the hydration break is going to come in handy tomorrow for sure. But you also, as, as a, as the Republic looks at this, you can't go in this match thinking that you've already won. You haven't proven that you can beat them. You haven't proven that you can beat Portland or uh, Tacoma. Yeah. You, you've proven you can beat Portland. You've proven that you can beat um, Reno but you tied them last time. You tied Tacoma last time. And it wasn't, it wasn't one of those things where you, you can give them a blink. You, you can't give them any space. You need to go in there and it's going to be a fight. It's going to be a, it's going to be a battle and you need to come out and be ready to play a full 90 minutes and be successful in order to win. Now, what I envision is a, hopefully a shutout from Rafi. That would be huge. That'd be big for him. Um, but he can't do it himself anymore. 
He's proven that he can, but you don't want to see that too often because in the end you can't, you can't let, you can't rest everything on the goalkeeper to do. You know, I would love to see uh, Carlton start in the, as the forward, you know, Cam, sorry, haven't proven me anything yet. Yeah. You, you got a, you, you've gotten a goal from uh, a penalty kick against Reno. You got a goal off an own goal, but that's about it. And you, you need to need to start getting it together because we're getting to the point in the season where we need him now, especially if he's supposed to be our goal scorer. You know, we don't have many, many games, any opportunities left uh, in order to uh, cement a playoff place, whether it's first or second. I want first. I don't want second. But I think it's time that Carlton gets that chance to run at guys, use his speed, use his pace to be a game changer. And we saw, we've seen opportunities. We've seen flashes from him. Uh, now it's time that uh, he gets that full green light to go. Yeah, and I think for, for Carlton, I think it's, it's only a matter of, you know, one of those opportunities actually ending up being a goal too. And, and I think we're going to see a player that is going to be more confident, is, you know, going to show us that Carlton, he's been at other teams, that high goal scorer. And, and I, I, I'm confident in him too, but I am still worried with Cameron too. I mean, he didn't look great against Reno. He, he's just, he's still there, you know, and, and I think, I think he might be better off really coming in as a sub, honestly, too. So hopefully, I mean, I, I, I'm sorry, Cameron, but I, I wish, you know, that he would always be our, in our starting 11. But I think he's been like this already for a while. And, and I think you're probably better off giving uh, Fermella the chance to be back in the starting 11. Again, he proved it in that first game. He played against the same team, Tacoma, and he was able to to uh, score in that match. So I think you gave him an opportunity there. You let Cameron come in as a sub. It might end up helping Cameron to do that. And you see how, how things go, you know, but I just think that if I were a player in the bench right now, if I was Formella in the bench, I would be pretty disappointed in seeing Cameron constantly being in the starting 11 and not actually really having many opportunities too. And so, you know, hopefully we, we see coach uh, give him that opportunity to be in the starting 11 again. Hopefully we, we see a different match. It should be different. Again, we do have more factors in our favor. Uh, I was looking up the weather in Sacramento and feel bad for you guys, John, Monday, Tuesday, 111 is, is what the forecast is showing. Uh, just a couple of degrees less, 108 over here in Modesto, but it, it's it's going to be a an intense uh, week too. And, and, you know, this is probably the, probably the hardest match they're going to have all season, really. Uh, you know, we haven't had this temperature before. And so it is going to be important for the team to be hundred percent to be there ready because as much as yeah, the Tacoma players are going to feel the heat more. It could still hit us too, because the players have not played in this intense of a heat in a while. And let's remember that their last games were away. I mean, the last time they played at home was against Reno. And that feels like it's been a good while ago. So we're back in Sacramento again. It's it's time for us to really show that we are a great team at home. 
we take advantage of our opportunities at home. And again, you get most of your points while playing at home, then you guarantee a playoff spot that easy. And again, with six games remaining at home, you got to make the most out of those. You have nine games in total remaining. But if you manage to get at least four wins out of those six matches, that should be enough for a playoff spot. And, and I think the, the players need to realize that you're not traveling for a while. And you need to take advantage of that, you know, because all your other opponents are making the, the trip and especially Tacoma. They are making quite a trip down here. So they need to take advantage of that. And hopefully we, we see a good win and not just a 1-0 win, but a convincing win is what we are hoping to see out of this match. I hope so too. Um, you know, and, and for everybody else who's not going to be on the levy, uh, the game will be uh, broadcast. Starts at 8 p.m. tomorrow night or tonight on my 58 Estrella TV and everybody's favorite ESPN Plus. So make sure you check the boys out uh, either tomorrow night, actually tonight at 8 p.m. Um, again on my 58 Estrella TV and ESPN Plus. Hopefully we get W. I am seeing a 2-0 win for the Republic. Maybe a 2-1 win. Hopefully 2-0. want to see uh, Diaz keep that uh, shutout streak alive. I know he does as well. He's excited to have this opportunity and goal. So I'm saying 2-0. Luis, what's your thoughts? I am saying a 3-1 victory for Republic. Uh, it would be a good victory. And this time I was actually keeping the 3-1. Uh, and and really uh, showing you know that we do have a good team. Our players are, are are back at it. Again, you're going back home, so that should be a big confidence booster for you. Uh, being back in your home pitch and making sure that you know you start making your home be you know respected by rivals and making it a hard spot for a rival to even just get one point. And so again, hopefully that's we get a win, and hopefully we see I think different players score a goal. I hope it's not just one player scoring multiple because that way it'll help give our uh, players more confidence and especially if it's our our forwards uh, scoring those goals as well. Um, I did want to say, if you guys have been uh, following the the team, uh, you guys know at our home matches, they have been doing the the Zoom watch parties. You can watch the game on Zoom, but you can interact with other fans while the game is going on. And... Those interactions are actually really cool. Shout out to everyone who, who has joined those too. We, uh, John and me have, have been on those and, and it's been a, a lot of fun to interact with fans. And so uh, check that out on the team website. You know, you go on there, you could sign up. It'll send you to an uh, Eventbrite page. doesn't cost you anything. It's free. And the team will send you uh, a link to the Zoom watch party. And, and we'll see you there. We'll, we'll be on there and, and you guys could... Uh, Say hi there too. And so check that out. Again, it's tomorrow. It starts, I believe, at 7.30. And then it goes on throughout the whole match. And they are supposed to be giving away some prizes from what I heard. And they might have a halftime guest as well, which they've done in the past. They'll have someone from the team on uh, interacting with the fans. So please check that out because, again, those are really fun. And, and it's, it's awesome to interact with other fans during the game. Yeah, definitely is. So um, check out our partners, the uh, California Storm, now sponsored by Puma. Yesterday they made an awesome announcement um, showing off that kit. You can actually get your own personalized kit. 
It's $40 plus $9 for the personalization. If you check them out, um, you can go to their website, calstormsoccer.com, or you go right to Combat Soccer, uh, the store located in Rockland and Sacramento, combatsoccer.com, where you can get the replica black or blue, along with uh, some other Storm swag, which is nice. Um, I know I'm looking forward to some of these uh, opportunities and some of the things that you can do, the mix and match of the kit or the uh, the layers that are out. The zip, the uh, one-quarter zip jacket is uh, pretty slick. Um, I could I could see me rocking that here and there, but um, yeah, check them out at combatsoccer.com or you can go directly to calstormsoccer.com. Also check them out online on Twitter and Instagram at calstormsoccer where you can find out everything going on with the California Storm, such as their partnerships with Street Soccer USA Sacramento and UC Davis Health. So check them out today, calstormsoccer.com. Yeah, and, and I recommend you guys check out the check out the kit video on the kit release. It's amazing. Shout out to whoever produced that video. Uh, it, from what I heard, it's it's the same person that produced the Republic City kit release videos as well. And so, whoever you are, uh, I'll find out for the next show to shout you out. But amazing videos, they're really great. They got me hyped up when I saw the the teaser video on wanting to see how the kit looked like also for the Republic when they did that one too. And so really great, great um, videos that they produced. Um, And also shout out to the storm and to Puma for pricing their kits really reasonably $45. If you want to get it customized with uh, your name, your number, you can get it for $9. If you want it, if you just want name or number four fifty each, it's a really good deal, and the jersey looks really amazing. So uh, really good job, Puma, in delivering a great kit. And again, thank you for uh, offering a good, affordable price that anybody could can afford to. And I already bought my blue one, customized and all, and, and you know, can't wait to be able to get it and share it with everyone. And a shout-out to Milo Mendoza for uh, putting together that video. He did an awesome job, Milo. Uh, really proud of the work that you put into it. Really uh, pulled everything out for the uh, storm on that video. Also has done um, has done some great work for artists. But you can check him out at fantasies on Instagram. So um, shout out to him for everything he's uh, done for the Republic. Oh, cool. Yeah. Well, yeah. Shout out Milo. You put out an amazing video and. Hopefully they keep using you for other kit releases here in the Sacramento area because those, again, they, they really get you hyped up. And and I, I had to buy my jersey right away after I saw that video too. So check it out again if you haven't checked it out. It's on California Storm's social media sites. Also, wanted to remind you guys that we do have a website, sactownfc.com where you can pretty much listen to any episode we posted. You can also check out the soccer polls. That's uh, Becca and Seth's uh, soccer column that we have on the website. You can also find out more information about our official supporters group, the squadron, where you can get amazing perks, all whilst also helping us 
with our costs that we incur with the podcast and with our shows as well. Um, so you could check that out. It's on our homepage, or you can also visit patreon.com slash sacktownfc to check out the available membership levels where you can get, you know, amazing perks. They are pretty much perks that give you behind the scene access to our podcast, to our shows. Uh, you can also be on our podcast, on our show. You can ask your favorite interviewee a question and whether you ask it live or we can record it for you and then send it to you. Those are just some of the perks. We are also going to have exclusive merchandise as well that you can also get while being a member. And so lots of amazing things going on there too. So please check that out. Thank you to everyone who's supported us as well. Uh, we really appreciate it. Also on our website, we also invite you to check out our scarves produced by Roughneck Scarves, our amazing Sacktown FC summer style scarf. You can find a link on our homepage or you can also visit roughneckscarves.com. They have a tab there called Other and that'll actually send you to a list where among other scarves, you can find our scarf there. $24.95 gets you the scarf with free shipping included and with the free scarf hanger included as well. So please check that out again. Thank you to everyone who's bought one. It's really amazing. We really appreciate it. And thank you for supporting us in buying a scarf as your purchase also helps support the podcast too. So thank you. We really appreciate that. Yeah, definitely. Thank you for everything that you guys do for us as a community. Um, and that's all we have for today's episode. So again, a special thanks to everybody in this community of awesome people for taking the time to join us each and every week. Luis and I started this as a hobby and it's grown to be much more than just a hobby. Uh, it's become kind of a, a need of sorts in, in terms of what's going on in, in our world. And it's a good outlet for many people from our cup of tea to passion to um, the Sacramento soccer show. And of course the podcast and our, and our game reviews and recaps, but uh, we could have done it without the amazing support from each and every one of you. And to that, we say cheers and thank you. So until next time, probably Sunday after this match. Cheers, everybody. Thank you, everyone. Have a good day or night.